Who's the girl? She's a princess. Oh, aren't they all? No, we had a connection. But she has to marry a prince. Back up, boy. I need some room to work. I made you look like a prince on the outside. But I didn't change anything on the inside. Prince Ali got you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today, we are discussing Aladdin. 2019, the Guy Ritchie remake, uh, starring um, Will Smith as the new genie, Mina Massoud as uh, Aladdin, Naomi Scott as Jasmine, and uh, Marwan Kanzari as Jafar. This is uh, written by John August and Guy Ritchie. Here's a synopsis. So, uh, in the film, street urchin Aladdin finds a magic lamp and must use it to win over Princess Jasmine and defeat the evil Jafar. So, um, I... Like, a lot of people had, uh, expectations for Aladdin, but mine might be slightly tempered from others. I don't recall the 1992 Aladdin, so... Um, at the time of recording this first section, I have not, I have not rewatched uh, the '92 Aladdin, so I'm going to go back and give a section of the podcast where I have uh, seen the 1992 Aladdin and do a kind of quick comparison which one I thought worked better. The thing is, the majority of people that have seen this or have heard of it are going to say. Or they might have a lot to say in comparison to they, the, you know, they might say, you know, this movie was good, but you know, it wasn't this, it wasn't that, you know. Okay, so, anyways, a lot of people had uh, interesting expectations coming into this movie. I would say my expectations come from not seeing the '92 version, so I am kind of coming in with fresh eyes at the, uh, you know, right now. I'll go back and you know do the recap on '92 version and maybe insert it uh, at the very end of this podcast and check the timestamp for all of that information, uh, of, you know, comparisons. Um, but overall, I thought um, this movie had uh, a rocky marketing um, scheme coming out. A lot of it was geared toward Will Smith playing the genie. Can he live up to being, you know, the Robin Williams of this movie? Um, and to be honest, uh, visually, a lot of people were not having it with the, uh, the blue genie, they, um, the live action blue genie, Will Smith, they thought he kind of looked like a, a blue Shrek or something like that. Now watching it, I'll, I ought to say, I think that they did it. They, they land the, the execution a lot better than I was, uh, originally expecting for, um, the style of the genie. As a matter of fact, the majority of the movie has um, this kind of Bollywood sense to it. It's got, you know, the dance numbers, some of your favorite songs. I can't quite say that Will Smith has the best singing voice. Apparently, it's notoriously known that he can't sing nor he can't dance. And so uh, it's like, well, you need to do both of those in this movie. And so how are you going to be able to carry this shit? So um, it's interesting seeing him in, you know, this role in a charismatic role, just as, you know, generally Will Smith can play. But I will say um, there are some, you know, some flat points within the movie, just with on the on the writing. I thought it kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start. 
But honestly, once it got into the rhythm of uh, finding where the plot was going to go and uh, uh, the different uh, musical numbers, I thought generally worked. I I was kind of skeptical. I my I was skeptical going into this movie. My expectations were extremely low, and I also haven't seen the '92 version in a very long time, if at ever. So. Um, and I know the iconography of uh, Aladdin. It's not like I'm I'm unaware of Aladdin. I'm I'm very aware of you know the carpet, Abu Jafar, um, you know Aladdin himself, and you know Jasmine, of course. Um, so I'm I'm very aware of the iconography. I just don't remember it. I don't remember the story. So and I haven't uh, revisited. It. So a lot of this review is not going to be in comparison to. So. Um, I thought the the production on this was done, you know, pretty fairly well. I, I like uh, the visual flair of this movie. It, I was getting um, callbacks to Crazy Rich Asians in in that movie. That that movie has such uh, amazing set dressing, and I think that this movie kind of takes that formula of having you know the romantic, will they, will they not kind of thing, and putting it into an amazing setting. Um, the thing is, they use... It's supposed to be somewhat of an Arabic, Muslim, Middle Eastern kind of setting. And I'm not exactly sure where the original one takes place. I think it probably takes place in the same locale. Um, but there practically aren't any black people in there. And if they are, they're pushed to the back of the screen. So I was a little bit on edge about that. Um our main characters, um, let, let me say, our main characters, they they came off as extremely good looking. Uh, Jasmine had is definitely like a 10 out of 10 when it comes to the full package. Like she looks good, sounds good, acts good, and uh, or, or great. And uh, I honestly thought that I had no complaints about her. Um, Aladdin occasionally was a little flat for me. It seemed that he had... He has the look. He, um, I'll, yeah, for being out in the desert, they do look a very clean. I would say that, but overall, overall, um, they both have the look. Uh, Jasmine pretty much has everything down pat. Even I think she's a slightly better actress when it comes to just emoting the different things that she has to. And honestly, it might be the the script that gives her a lot more to uh, expand. And um, anyway, so. Um, and it, it's honestly more of her movie if you really take the bare bones of it. It's very much a feminine, um, pro-feminist uh, message in this. And so, you know, I, I get behind that. It was, it was pretty cool in the way it was um, formatted. And uh, some of her um, songs definitely allude to that as well, kind of female empowerment. So... Like I said, Aladdin occasionally was a little flat when he was acting against uh, maybe the you know Abu the monkey or something like that. Or, um, but I I really thought the um, the introduction of Will Smith as the genie worked. Um, there's easily thirty minutes that go by and he's not in it. It's the it's obviously the first thirty minutes, but um, it, it takes a while for him. He's not just plopped right in there, and it's not the Will Smith show. I'd say that. He does consume the screen when he's on there, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's not ridiculous to have him on there, and he's not, like, um, taking away from the story is what I would say. 
I'd say the narrative structure of this, you know, uh, Aladdin trying to get, you know, the princess, that's essentially the, the, the story. Um, and he's, you know, on the bottom of society. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting how it's laid out in comparison to what I what I've heard the ninety two version does. The ninety two version is very much Aladdin is very sure of himself and who he is, and he's showing Jasmine, you know, a whole new world that type of thing and all that. Um, but it really seems that uh, the roles are reversed, and it's you know Aladdin, um, Aladdin not too sure of himself and Jasmine overly sure of herself and she knows she can control she knows she can lead hell when I was watching this I was like I want to see like a Game of Thronesian uh uh take in you know the Arabic culture or at least if having some sort of Game of Thronesian um aspect because I could definitely feel like these uh these you know houses and stuff with this political strife would definitely make for an interesting story so i was much more wrapped up into her story than so much uh, aladdin story if we really want to get down to the bare basics um i love the um i don't know about love i really thought the musical montages are they're they're interesting and they have visual flair for two hours and eight minutes they they know what they're doing um the the posters sorry not the posters the trailer that they dropped i think it was like the uh introduction of prince ali song uh will smith does come off a little flat he doesn't it's not a great uh representation of <laughs> what the movie is and uh it really sounds like they use mostly just his voice and occasionally have you know a little bit of auto-tune maybe somebody helps him in but i mean it doesn't sound like they have like a professional um, you know, uh, person helping out Will Smith, uh, sing some of these more difficult songs. I mean, he might've had somebody, um, I'm sure he had coaching. I'm sure he had a lot of people working on the voice. I just feel like they could have worked on it a little bit more. I don't know. Um, the look of the genie. Okay. So a lot of people were talking about this. Everyone's talking about this, the blue look, um, the face on the genie does look a tad bit uh, uncanny valley, and it does look like he has a mocap on the majority of the time when he's uh, rocking the genie body. But it didn't bother me. I honestly thought just the stills are the ones that the stills are the well, are the photos that make it look weird. It just kind of looks like Will Smith's face is like slapped on there or something like that. But it's really not that bad. Um, Maybe people just like to pile on, you know, things that aren't that great, and so that's kind of what happened. Um, on a budget of one hundred and eighty-three dollars, sorry, eighty-three, one hundred eighty-three dollars, one hundred eighty-three million dollars. Um, I thought this movie did a fairly good job at expressing all of that. They shot in Jordan and the UK, so I guess they really had two primary locations. Um, the green screen didn't really bother me in the places that they were they were there. Um, they showed a couple of streets uh, at the beginning of the movie of the um, you know of where they lived, but I was kind of thinking that uh, they could have done a little bit more on uh, the side characters just a tad bit. Um, there is a major side character that comes into play that kind of um, 
I don't know. It, it gets a lot of screen time toward the end, and they could have used a little bit more uh, focus on one of those side characters among a couple of others. But other than that, I thought the music was great. The visuals were interesting. It's going to be great for families and kids. Um, uh, you know, the, the will they, won't they romantic story. Most of us already kind of know how that plays out, but, um, I did not see where this was going at the very end. I was trying to, you know, guess how they were going to, you know, defeat, you know, evil or whatever they needed to do. So, uh, I did, I did find it a tad un, bit unpredictable until maybe the last 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. And, uh, yeah, so they leave it in an interesting spot, and they kind of Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu'd themselves with this um, on this end if they wanted to do a, a, a sequel. I'm really not sure what they would do. Um, I guess they could technically do something else. I don't know. But, um, anyways, let, let's talk about spoilers for Aladdin. All right, we're talking spoilers for Aladdin. Um I really didn't talk about Jafar that much in the non-spoiler section. I'm, you know, kind of wish I did, but I thought he did an overall pretty good job. He kind of plays the he he he, sniveling the evil, uh, you know, Jafar. And I, I liked how everyone had these like sigils. Uh, Jasmine had the tiger, which looked pretty good. Um, uh, what did Aladdin had the monkey, and then Jafar had the snake, and. Uh, and he sort of had the parrot as well, but anyways, he had kind of a double it. But what I've heard in the Aladdin 92 version, um, this is, I guess, sort of spoilery, but I don't know, not really. But apparently Jafar turns into the snake or something like that, and that's how that rolls. And yeah, um, I, I, I didn't have many complaints about this story. I'm not if sure if it's my expectations were low. Um, I guess my biggest complaint was... Um, I guess the ultimate, I, I kind of hate when, you know, villains are always kind of looking for the ultimate power, the evil power. They want to be the strongest, most powerful in the room. And I thought they kind of set that up with this character at the beginning, but they kind of dropped the ball throughout and reaffirming it, I guess. I'm not really sure, but, um, I don't know. It, it was a little weird. Also, I'm not sure. I'm I I I don't really have big complaints about this. I guess it's just things I would have written just a tad differently, but nothing that really upset me, left or right. Billy Magnuson's in this as well, and I thought they. Uh, I love having that guy on screen, but he played like a ridiculous, uh, like Scottish or Irish or some like mix in between, <laughs> um, European. Um, individual that was supposed to marry Jasmine, and uh, I don't know. Naomi Scott, uh, the lady that played uh, Jasmine, one, she's gorgeous. Two, she can act. Three, she can dance. Four, honestly, you just just named this movie Jasmine because I, th- I found her a slightly more charismatic character and more uh, I was more drawn to her motives and what was going on did find Aladdin a little bland, feel like I kind of just felt like he was just a poor guy trying to get by, and I really didn't understand most of his motivations besides him liking Jasmine. And quite honestly, I felt like a lot of chicks were digging this guy. I don't know. I've, I need to go back and watch it and see, but I felt like a lot of times chicks were you know, fawning over this guy, and he was kind of acting like he was, you know, 
broke, poor, and ugly. And it's like, that's not any of that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There's there's parts of this where he kind of uses his, uh, he's kind of a klepto a little bit. He's like a thief, and he's, um, I kind of wanted that to come back at the end. I thought he was going to, you know, take something from uh, Jafar, maybe the staff, maybe the, the genie lamp or something like that. I don't know. Um, the way this starts, I was like, I can't believe that we're starting with a regular non-blue Will Smith talking to these kids. And uh, at the very end, we find out, oh, he marries the handmaid, who he kind of has an interesting scene with. Like, I thought the comedy in this was kind of uh, uh, dorky, but kind of worked on on a level. It didn't really... um, It wasn't too wacky, is what I would say. It worked with, you know, within the realm. Um, of what was going on, I did find it a little odd that you know, at the very end, uh, Will Smith is like, or as the genies, he gets freed, which was nice. I, I did like that. I was surprised that that was actually coming in, although I, well, I was sort of surprised. I just didn't know how how it was going to happen. Did the old switcheroo on him, but w- once uh, Will Smith is freed, uh, the genie goes down, and he's uh, talking to. Uh, the handmaid, what is her name? Nazim Padrid as Dahlia. Dahlia um, is like instantly, yes, I want to run away with you, and I want to have two kids, and I want to be in a boat, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like immediately just wants to just like skirt off. It's like, damn, can you calm the fuck down real quick? So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I was just like, little thrown off by that. I was like, okay. Um, so if they do a sequel to this, I'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, one, who directs it, two, who comes back. I I could see Will Smith as a genie again. This is the probably, I honestly think this is one of Will Smith's best movies in recent, uh, recent memory. Um, I kind of refuse to see Bright because of, I think it's just stupid, the, the, the idea. I don't need... Uh, orcs to replace the idea of you know racism for me. Uh, it's I, I did not I did not like bright uh, collateral beauty just just a bunch of stu- stupid um, thrown on screen bunch of wasted talent. Suicide Squad again wasted talent. Concussion didn't hate it but it just wasn't you know memorable. Focus was okay. Winter's Tale don't remember that. Um, and the last one. After Earth, everyone remembers, 2013. I'm telling you, all these movies that Will Smith has been in have not been great. Uh, Men in Black 3 was in 2012. I thought that was even sooner than that. Um, That's crazy. So, yeah, I don't think he's had a movie this big since maybe, was it Hancock or I Am Legend? Uh, Let me see see if I can find the budget on that. Oh, yeah, I Am Legend was uh, $150 and... uh, I bet Minute Men in Black Three was at least one eighty. Hancock was one fifty. Men in Black. I bet Men in Black was two hundred something. Oh yeah, I was right. Two hundred twenty five million. So yeah, this is his biggest movie he's been in since uh well, let's see what Suicide Squad was. I, I'm pretty sure that did not exceed two hundred twenty five. Yeah. Suicide Suicide Squad was one seventy five and uh just for shits and giggles, we'll go on see what Bright was. 
I don't know if we can see Bright. Oh, Bright was estimated $90 million. Okay, so, yeah, this is his biggest movie since uh, Men in Black 3, 2012. So, yeah, and I, I think it's uh, pretty good for him. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see him, you know, getting films uh, and roles that he looks like he's actually enjoying. So, um, let me see if I can't do a quick review of Aladdin 1992, and I'll either attach it to the end of this or check it out later in um, the podcast feed. Um, if it's not immediately attached after this, then it um, I will link it in the show notes, and you'll be able to find it there. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. All right, well, I told you I would do it. I went back and I checked out the 1992 Aladdin. And wow, let me tell you. Dude, guys, gals, this is a shot-for-shot remake of the 1992 version. And I do have a definitive answer of which one I do think is superior. However, with saying that, some of them do have their pros. Some of them have them their cons, just as everything. Um, for a 1992 movie, I would say that this Aladdin movie is is brilliant when it comes to the writing, when it comes to the visuals, when it comes to the story, and it when it comes to the pacing. When it came to the 2019 Aladdin, I would say they did run into the problem of the manicness, the pacing. It's all extremely elongated for the uh, the 2019 version. I would say that mostly because there's things that are happening as a cartoon that you can't possibly show naturally on a live-action set, such as, let's just say, there's an opening scene within the Aladdin uh, movie where he's going around stealing stuff or whatever, and, you know, he's snatching up apples or whatever, kind of taking from the rich and giving to the needy kind of thing. Um, well, there's a part where he's, you know, talking to somebody in the 1992 version, and he's doing a decoy, you know, uh, talking to somebody, and he grabs an apple with his foot. So it's, in the you know, he grabs the apple with his foot and pops it over his head. Now, in a live-action version, that is almost close to nearly impossible, plus he has shoes on anyway. Um, so there, there's these tiny little intricate details that are happening as a cartoon that a live-action person might not actually be doing. So um, some of the strongest things about the 2019 version are because of this script and the storyboard that they had in 1992. Um, the uh, The music, for one, in, in the dialogue, is pretty much all written um, there for the, um, the 2019 version. There are only a couple things probably about the genie they ended up taking off. I heard that, or, or changing out. I had heard that Robin Williams was just like let loose on this. And I thought the um, 1992 version was great. But, I mean, it does have these like 
idiosyncrasies of, of these, like, of these individuals that he's kind of uh, mimicking in a way. I mean, sometimes he'll be talking like uh, a, a gay hairdresser, and then another time he might be talking like a stereotypical Mexican or somebody that, uh, or somebody of Arabic descent or something like that. And it became very, and eh, not great for the time. And I can see how the 2019 version is definitely trying to update the small antics like that. The 92 version does not have um, the progressiveness that the 29, the, the 92 version does not have the 19 version uh, of progressiveness in it. I would say stuff like the Jasmine storyline is much more laissez-faire looked at um, in the 1992 version. You know, oh, I don't have any... Fr-. She's like, I don't have any friends, you know. Um, I don't know what the world looks like, that kind of thing. Um, versus, let's say, uh, the the, the the 2019 version, she has all the agency uh, I'm pretty sure she has. Yeah, she does have friends in this. She's more aware of the world, and she has way more agency. I would say. Um, so I preferred the 2019 version of Jasmine to um, the the older one. So um, let me see anything else that we need to discuss. Jafar obviously is a major difference. He's much more flamboyant. The parrot, the monkey. Uh, Raja, I think, is the tiger. All of the animals seem to have a much bigger part in the cartoon. Magic Carpet has uh, this still has a lot of animation and it has a has a ton of um, expression, is what I would say for something that doesn't have a face. It's a it's a it's very interesting to see how they try to make this um, all of those things much more humanized. Um, so. Let me see anything else I want to talk about. Uh, I I have heard some people talk about the problematic fact of having uh, made up fictional land that only has people of color, primarily Arabic, Indian, and Chinese or Asian um, esque is what it is what all of these seem to be cultivating and uh that's where the place they're trying to be at. let me let me see where, where is Aladdin taking place where is um um where does Aladdin take place okay Agrabah sorry um yeah sorry Agrabah was the place that was um place is the place that um, Aladdin is supposed to be taken care of. Uh, It's supposed to be... um, It's kind of like the Wakanda, I guess, of uh, (laughs) of Arabic... It's supposed to be kind of like Middle Eastern, is what I said. Um, Okay, so in the version, the original screenplay of The Thief of Baghdad, it was taking place in Baghdad, and they changed it to the fictional Arabian city of Agrabah. Okay, so the more you know. All right, everyone, so if you like this podcast, please check out the rest of our podcasts on SoundCloud. Questions, comments, concerns at the Luggedall Podcast at gmail.com. 
check us out on twitch.tv uh, what is it slash lucky dog podcast um, we have email twitter facebook group instagram us you already know check us out all on those lucky dog podcast thank you for listening Bring me the land. and I can show you the world now. Aladdin <laughs>